Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to Ahsoka Predictions and Speculation. This is unfortunately the final Ahsoka Predictions and Speculation of the season of the year. But we can't wait to give you our thoughts and our predictions for what we think could happen in the finale of the Ahsoka series. It has been a great series so far with a lot of hanging plot threads, a lot of characters, and we're going to talk about all of them. Before we do so, make sure you're hitting that like button. It helps us out so much with the YouTube algorithm, and it's the one of the best ways you can show your support for the channel. The other best way you can show your support for the channel is by subscribing if you're new. Obviously, we don't have any more Ahsoka predictions speculations coming, but we do have Ahsoka coverage. We do a live stream every single Tuesday immediately after the episode ends. Make sure you join us. You can ask all of your questions. Give us your theories, your comments, and of course, we will be talking about the future of the New Republic film, possibly Ahsoka Season 2, Mandalorian Season 4, all of the things that could pick up the threads from this show in that live stream. So make sure you join us over there. We do have a number of other streams and content going on on the channel, so stick around with Star Wars Lads, even post-Ahsoka, for a lot of great Star Wars content. You can also check out our Patreon and YouTube membership tiers because we do have a lot of great perks over there for all of you. If you would like to get a little bit more in touch with how you can influence our shows or what we do or have more direct interaction with us, there are a lot of really cool perks over there that you might enjoy. All right, let's dive into the topics here. So we do have four main topics lined out, excuse me, five main topics lined out for this episode. We're going to start with the main crux of what we believe will be the central plot of the entire next episode, which is Thrawn's escape into the new galaxy. Sonic, how do you think Thrawn's plan is going to be orchestrated into the next episode? Do you think it's one of those things that kind of builds the entire episode until we get to the finale? Or do you think maybe Thrawn just escapes in the first half and we have other things to deal with for the rest of the show? Well, if it is closer to like 55, 60 minute episode, maybe we could have Thrawn then really jump into that, like terrorizing the galaxy, making his first strafing runs, setting up his base of operations and whatnot. I don't think it will be because I still think we have to at least value what the Soka, Sabine, era storylines, that everything's been going on, Ezra growing more and more into a character the same way that Sabine was growing into her character in the show. So I, I would like to think that Thrawn has to also still realize, even with the grandmothers, even with the cargo loaded up of all like the corpses of the old Knight brothers or whatnot, it's still a lot to ask for him to just jump to this new galaxy and then you know be ready to fight. He's nowhere near in the condition that he is at the start of Heir to the Empire. We can argue, and like some people have told in our chats, it does feel like Heir to the Empire was kind of done in rubble, but a little bit simpler, a little bit more kid-friendly. And then now it feels like, hey, what if Zahn get told him, like, hey, you can do this again. What would you change about it, right? So he's more ruthless, he's more vicious, but he's in no way less practical. So I think he has to really figure out where he's going to launch first. It'd be really interesting if he like dives into something like, I'm going to go straight to Tantus. I think that would be pretty cool. I just still think that even with the fact that we still haven't seen any other like real Imperial strength or presence, we haven't seen another Star Destroyer in this new galaxy. We haven't really seen TIE Fighters other than just the ones in the hangars. I would think that he has to jump to a place that he knows that even if it's not immediately safe, 
he can at least play his cards pretty well. So maybe he goes to the Chiss Ascendancy, goes to Chila. Maybe he has Eli Vanto and all that book stuff, which feels like it has a lot more opportunity to play out into the big screen because of how well it respected the Anakin connection from Thrawn Alliances. Maybe he goes there and we have him use that Mando season where he's not like face shown too often, but we have how he's building out things, how he's repairing things, how he's setting up things. And then Mando and the New Republic and all that try to start like their first initial Cold War attempts or like first initial ways to stop him. And then, I don't know. I don't think it'll work out that well. There's a whole movie to come, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think when it comes to the battle and and kind of the whatever is ensuing with Ron's escape, I do think it takes up the majority of the episode. Like in the past, we obviously speculated two weeks ago that it would happen this week for episode seven. And because the show was moving, it was moving at a slow pace. Then it picked up for three episodes really rapidly. Things were getting revealed. Characters were showing up. All these things were happening. And then episode seven, although it was action packed and fast paced in terms of what was going on, the plot didn't really progress much more. So we have a slower plot progression episode. Then we get back into a more, uh, a faster plot progression here, I think with, the finale, but I do think we'll hold back from doing anything too crazy and revealing too many things. So I think Thrawn's escape plan is going to need to be something that has kind of a clock ticking. It's like, we're going to have to attach the ISI on. It's powering up. The great mothers are going to have to do something that helps us travel through. I think there's going to be some element of time that ultimately causes a battle between Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine, and Thrawn's escape. So I don't think we'll get to it immediately. But I would love to see him jump and think we'll see the aftermath of that. I initially had predicted we'll see a battle with the New Republic. I don't think we'll see that. I do think he's going to go for reinforcements. My biggest theory is that once he gets back to our galaxy, he's finally going to reveal himself to the Shadow Council. They've been waiting to hear from him forever. (laughs) Maybe now is where he meets up with Peleon, finally talks to the Shadow Council and sees, okay, what Imperial reinforcements do I have here? Other thoughts, I think Chila would be awesome to see. I don't know if it's something that we'd initially introduce here, but I think it's something we could start with, like Thrawn jumping out of hyperspace. You kind of get almost the original Thrawn canon book ending where... Now there are other Chiss scenarios like, whoa, there are more Thrawns. That would be a cool thing. He also long shot, but it would connect very well to Star Wars <laughs> is Exegol. And could we tie in to Palpatine? Obviously, he has the Sith Eternal fleet, but could he spare some ships for Thrawn if Palpatine's return is part of Thrawn's plan overall? These are just a variety of things I think we could see towards the end of the episode. But I think in general, when we look at Thrawn's grand designs for this episode, it is going to take them quite a bit of time just for plot convenience to have a final battle for an epic ending to season one of Ahsoka. They're going to have to have something that prevents him from just dipping right at the beginning. Let's move on to the other characters, though, our heroes. And we did have a nice reunion with Ezra and Ahsoka. We have Sabine and Ahsoka reuniting after she thought that Ahsoka died on Setos. Sonic, there seems to be a final battle coming. We both talked about it. What do you think the role of Ahsoka, Ezra, Sabine is both in this this episode, but also the final battle? And do they make it off of Peridia? I think more specifically, we do have to look at Ahsoka being like, hey, she was distancing herself from who she really was and not appreciating her life. 
these lessons that she learned from Anakin from post-duel with Balin have let her become this person who can do these crazy stunts like flying off of her T6 with like sliding ramps and whatnot. Sabine is someone who is still mostly broken, hasn't really faced consequences for doing something this kind of outrageous, setting up the enemy. So there has to be some tension between her and Ahsoka. Ezra, like, yeah, we've introduced him to the average fan, but to make the casual fan who's just watching these live action shows really get interested in him, we need to see like what he adds, especially with two other or at least one guaranteed force user. And I think maybe his story could draw him to being like, no, I want to go back. Like He's like, I I can't wait to go back, but he still hasn't had the revelation that Balin and everyone else are like way more capable. They have the things that they need to go back. Could maybe dampen his spirits and maybe make him more focused on being like, okay, well, what can we do here? I can, we can maybe stop Balin. There's something that's calling to him. Why is he here? Right? Maybe we go chase after him and I could see him be a proponent for that argument. I ultimately do want this to be kind of just like pure like legends action. I I want them all three, despite their differences, despite whatever Ezra reveals about himself, what he's learned and all that, to take the fight to Morgan and the grandmothers and the undead kept alive troopers. Like I'd like to see Enoch's mask finally removed, have them face these ground forces as more than just stormtroopers. That would be really big for me. I think that maybe if anyone's going to be left behind here, I think maybe Ahsoka to maybe go chase after Bale and be like, okay, you two go. You still need to live your life together with your family, with your friends. There's something that's going to me too. I need to make sure Bale doesn't ruin things. I could see them splitting ways and Ahsoka and Ezra and Sabine doing what they need to do. And then Ahsoka being maybe like, hey, the situation is demanding me to stop what Balin could do which could affect everything else in the future in the current time and maybe it's like a negotiating tactic with Tron being like hey I can do this you let them come with you they're just two people that you can do whatever you want this can still be like a relatively equal grounds I can close up this loose end for you with whatever general Balin is planning on doing because it's definitely not in alignment with your plans it could be a risk to your ultimate goals it could shape the galaxy and everything that you know about your life and I think that would strike at Thrawn's core with his background. So this would be a great place to f- blend in all those action, but also like really get into like the heart of like, why do some people have to say, why do pe- some people have to go? That's a really good point. I think I could see Thrawn manipulating in that way, kind of forcing them. I think the battle will mostly happen on or right with the Chimera, because right now Thrawn's pulled back his ground forces. He's ready to leave. I feel like Ahsoka causing some type of problem in space will give maybe Sabine and Ezra the time to sneak aboard the Chimera, try to find a way to get on or try to get on the Eye of Scion. Something like that is going to be kind of the crux of this because in my head, until Thrawn escapes, nothing is more important than getting off Peridia. And right now there's one way and it's the Eye of Scion. So maybe even Ahsoka, Ezra, and Sabine, they're like, let's go steal it. Let's try to get it ourselves and prevent him from coming. Something like that that's going to lead to kind of a battle both on the ship and in space. I see that happening, if not for the good majority of the episode, at least the first 60%. I think it's a strong part of the episode that ultimately something does change. Now, it could be there that Ahsoka decides I need to go back and confront Valen because of what Thrawn says. Maybe they just fail and they're like, we're stranded here. And then Ahsoka's like, well, Balin and Shin, they weren't on there and they're up to something. Let's go try to find them. 
I think that could be a way they reunite. But I also don't see what the battle really entails if it is in space, though, because it's like Ahsoka's one Jedi transport ship versus the Chimera, and it's Thrawn. So, like, they're way outnumbered already. I think their only way is to take the fight onto the ground, or in this case, into the hangars of the ship. I think that will happen. I don't know how successful they'll be, though, because in general, it would be like we'd have to capture the entire Star Destroyer (laughs) to get out of there without any resistance. So unless they're just hiding in cargo or something, I don't really see them escaping that way. Let's move back to Shin and Balin, though. We started to talk about it. This is this is the wildcard plot thread. It, It has become that in this show. Balin, especially, there is a bit of madness in his words, but there's also just a drive behind him that whatever he's looking for can't be some just passable plot line that we just excuse until the film or season two of Ahsoka, if that ends up somehow coming out before the New Republic film. And it doesn't seem like something primed to pick up in Mandalorian like the Thrawn plotline could. So when we talk about Balin, and also let's group Shin in here and maybe her kind of reconciliation with Balin or ultimate fight with Balin, where do you see that plotline headed in episode eight? I mean, I think it's good that we contrast them, right? Is it that they're together again, that, you know, we saw Shin run off at a different time and Balin kind of be like rolling his eyes, be like, okay, fine, I'll go back and like, help her out, right? I, there's an implication that like they will be reunited, but I, I think it's already done. They're not going to ever really be Master Apprentice again. They won't ever care for each other or at least have like the similar evil intentions. I think she's already Shin in this case, just unbalanced by everything that Balin has tried to do to her by cutting her off by saying, chase your ambition. But I don't really believe in you because you're always impatient about your fights and all this stuff, right? Like it's not really the harmonious relationship that kind of seemed like it was there. And especially in episode one and two, right? Like it felt very almost like Anakin, Obi-Wan in episode two, just a little bit more composed. Now you're like, well, Balin was so willing to like, you know, break her spirit before leaving her does that mean that they're gonna have a fight it'd be great i think it'd be awesome if this plot line we could finally get to see what they're sought after what they've found and then have like maybe a small monologue about it then we have balin you know kind of reach for it and if we're gonna say they're never gonna like work together truly or like at least not even for this short period of time have shin attack him if we're prioritizing balin as a character moving forward have Balin like mercilessly kill her. Just be like, how could you, right? But if we do care about Shin, and I do, because I know everyone makes fan edits and everything about her, but I still want to know her motivations. I still want to know what resulted her being Balin's apprentice. So if she manages to like kill a Balin, or at least Balin and her find like some middle ground to like, hey, okay, work with me here. This artifact, this virgin, something helps us out. It'd be very interesting if she gets pulled into like this prehistoric time period or she tries to do something more present compared to Balin and see like what they're arguing about, what this power gives them, if it affects them both differently. I think it'd be nice if Shin survives. I, I want that. I don't know if I would want her to kill Balin per se. Uh, I, I would appreciate that you know, Ray Stevenson's performance is kept as is as much as possible. And if he does die, it's because we're now elevating Shin and letting him pass on like the true final purpose that he had, right? That's that's what I'd like. But if not, if Balin's got to survive, if they both got to survive working together, really just send us down this path where we're like, we need a book. 
we need to see this in Tales of the Jedi. We need to see it somewhere. So I think it'll be fascinating to see the villains just have like their first real grab at it. But if we also do say like Ahsoka or someone is forced to like a treaty of like a, like a Dooku and Anakin and Obi-Wan and the Clone Wars kind of like fine, we'll work together because the situation demands it. I'd also love that too. There are so many ways this plot point can go. And I feel like right now, this show's not leaning towards any of them concretely. I think the only thing we can guarantee is that Shin and Balin will have another face-to-face. In general, there's a, a lack of confidence in Shin, and we we talked a lot about it on the stream in, in comparison, especially with somebody like Kylo Ren, that you can see this bubbling anger, this bubbling ferocity, but she's kind of held back by her master and, and the idea of transcending and moving on, becoming her own person, yet... Is something she wants, but she hasn't been able to actually do. And so I think we'll see a lot of conversations between them in this episode, maybe juxtaposing the action that we get on the other end with all the other characters, their conversations as they get closer to whatever Balin is looking for. And I, I think it is something. I think it is going to be a temple or a spot that has some type of virgins in the force or a spot that, he is able to connect with the past or an entrance to the world between worlds. I'm hoping for a though your connection, something that will tie in the broader star Wars universe. He does mention time and space. He mentions changing the past. He mentions ending cycles. There's something that's going to be like kind of the meat of the force mythology in this show. That's going to happen here. I don't really expect the plot line to wrap up. I feel like if it wraps up in this episode, that means we kind of rushed it unless this episode's an hour and 20 minutes, which I don't see that in any way. So whatever they do with that plot point, I could see Balin dying in a number of ways mentioned on the stream. I think I could see Shin kind of killing him because he feels like he's satisfied with the knowledge he's learned. He's done what he can. And he's like, I'm yours now. If it helps you move on, kill me. I could also see him Raiders of the Lost Ark style dying through the madness of his, his plans and he just he's pushes too far he's warned maybe by a force spirit or a ghost or an ancient holocron don't do this he does it it kills him because the power is too great for him to understand so there are a lot of different aspects of their relationship that i see but i think ultimately i mean we have we kind of have underestimated the fact that dave filoni this is a show called ahsoka and he hasn't fallen in the trap of like really ever saying yeah it's ahsoka but it's also Ezra's show and it's also Thrawn's show and also Sabine's show we've mostly gone back to Soka in every episode except episode six and she does have the opening scene so I think whatever happens with all these characters she's going to be intrinsically entwined to all of it I would love to see her at least a part of their journey when it comes to a head here at the end but I, I, I think a lot of her fallback plan her Ezra Sabine maybe the only way to get off the planet is to team up with them So let's move on to the other kind of extraneous plot point as well. The last major plot point we're going to talk about with sets of characters, and that's the New Republic. The New Republic has been mostly absent from the show for two full episodes now. We have the cold open of episode seven detailed the trial of Harris and Dula, which to be honest, I loved, but also thought it went a little fast. Like I wanted that plot point in general to kind of drag out a bit more, a little bit more into the heir to the empire style politics of this time period. But we wrap that up, we get C-3PO, we get hints that maybe Leia finally appearing. Sonic, do you see a way in which the New Republic plays a major role in the next episode? Or is it just an, another one scene like this one where we 
are reminding viewers, yeah, they're still part of this show, but they're not the main part of the show. Well, if there's a way to like really elevate Hera, right? I mean, Ziona is like Jedi, false Jedi. Like, oh, wow. are you going to really believe these fairy tales? The best way to do it, if they really want to be fan servicey, is bring Leia and then even maybe bring Han or the big three, right? Just like have them like as that final shot of like, yeah, Soka, Sabine, all these are capable characters. But if we really want to like face this threat head on, if Mon Mothma is really heeding the words of Hera and 3PO and Akbar, yeah, you you absolutely bring them in and finish the show on them and go cut back to Soka to like, if, if you really want her to have that last word, but still give them a standing shot of like, eh, you know, it's about time we stepped in here, right? It'd be absolutely awesome to see the big three that way it's a tough one because i don't see how we could do anything but just use those three ships outside sitos and then just get them like annihilated right that seems like the easiest way to showcase Thrawn's strength upon his return have him just do one quick battle and be like zoop before like the new republic can really start like jumping and change things for their situation for the better of their people and ensure that like hey this is just like a blip guys like we once we caught up to him, it was over. The moment they let him go, they've already started losing ground. Just the same way he talks about time, distance is a big thing I'm sure Thrawn is also considering. So it'll be something that I think Hera will push a lot for. Like, let's take the Starhawks, let's tractor beam him, let's do everything. I can definitely also see Ziono and others continue some of that stuff we saw in the courtroom, which is very Legends-esque, very 80s, by the way. I loved it compared to the grandiousness of the prequel Senate, then to have like, you know, some of these senators continue their things, kind of like give some of their imperial former friends and allies like, hey, you know, just you push them over here. We'll keep it quiet. We'll do our own thing. You know, we'll push it to a later date, right? I can see that internal self-sabotage happen just as the military grandiose return to like, hey, let's bring back the rebel heroes. Let's really make sure that the galaxy knows that we're going to not let these three ships be destroyed in vain to just have it be undercut by both Thrawn's maneuvering and tactics and then to see like they, they took too much time that uh they, they, let, they let the internal forces really grab a foothold here absolutely would love that and to then just really make Mando season four when we cut to New Republic stuff feel like who's gonna win are, is, is this really gonna just be gridlock for 30 years or is it gonna be like a period of happiness after this the New Republic plotline for me is going to go either twofold. One, yeah, if Setos is like the anchor point for traveling through this specific route that the Pergil and the Night Sisters have charted, and they have to go back to Setos, I would love for Thrawn to just appear. They're like, we've got three Republic Mon Calamari cruisers. This is a beat up old Star Destroyer. Let's take it out. And then it's Thrawn and he just absolutely annihilates them. I'd love that even if it was a quick moment. I think that could be really cool. The other thing I think I could see through here is maybe Fortnite Palpatine-esque Thrawn is announcing his return to the galaxy. He destroys them and then he's just like, this is Grand Admiral Thrawn. I am back from my long exile in another galaxy. All of you Imperials who thought we were destroyed, we are not. If you really want this weak new government to exist, help my cause and you will be rewarded type of thing. Like, I think he's going to give a powerful direct speech that we've already seen that in Mandalorian. The ability for Imperials to infiltrate all levels of government in the New Republic by faking their loyalty 
the fact that the New Republic, in an attempt to be anti-imperial in any way, has very low safety security standards, <laughs> and they don't want to frame anybody as a bad guy. They want their success rate at reconditioning these these imp- former imperials and getting them back into society to be high. And they want to show, look, we're good people. We're helping even those who are brainwashed by the empire find a place in the galaxy. Well, we see those threads already laid in the Mandalorian. I think in Elliot Kane, somebody like that, we could start to see these people popping up all over. And now the New Republic has got a war from within more so than they even really thought. I think personally, if I was Thrawn from what I see with the character of Thrawn, that's not his style. He would immediately jump to Exegol, Chila, Unknown Regions, meet up with the Imperial Remnant, gather forces, then make his return. In this version, we already see him. He's kind of a cult leader. Maybe he's embraced that role as literally being heir to the Empire, as replacing Palpatine, as the person who has the burdens of not just this government on his shoulders, but his government needing to find out what happened to them. I could see all of that initially tying back in the New Republic. Maybe even we don't get the New Republic until the very end. And Harris like, told you so. I think that's the way the New Republic could be brought back in. So let's talk about the last thing we want to mention here. The ending of the season. Let's just give our thoughts on Sonic. How do you think the very last moment of the show goes? I kind of just threw out that possibly New Republic could be the end of this show. But what do you think this show ends on? What plot threads that we have going on currently do you think are going to linger into not just the film, but Mandalorian, like you've mentioned, Ahsoka season two, possibly, maybe even Skeleton Crew as well. What plot threads do you think are going to be hanging when this show ends? Well, the biggest one is obviously the Balin story with Shin. And if Ahsoka is still going to be diving further into this force mysticism to have her just be back as like an active combatant it just you know it just ruins like her evolution her peace that she's attained you know her battles are grander now right her battles are more connected to Morai, to mortis to world between worlds and other forced creations unexplainable phenomenons right so i don't i just don't see a lot of that being touched upon here Strangely, I think it could be touched upon quite a bit in Skeleton Crew, and these kids would just be like, what am I seeing here? I read about you in a textbook. You're real? Like, stuff like that. I could see that for sure. Absolutely New Republic stuff. I want to see how the Mando sovereignty really plays a role that we had in, again, the weakest episode, the Mando Season 3, but has one of the most crucial nuggets of like, hey, Mandalorians can have their own independent sovereignty again, right? It's been a huge thing in canon. How they approach it is one thing, but they've always wanted to be independent. So how does Bo-Katan take to like, you know, getting calls from help from a Hera or a Leia? How does a Sabine return? How does an Ezra return? Are they trying to fight? Are they, you know, kind of put under custody of someone because they're like too much of sacrifice to, for you to have like given up this map to Balin to... Uh, any of the villains right like what what are they court-martialed is Ezra like oh, I'm just gonna go around around the galaxy those are old things that I still think could happen I think the reunion with the whole gang is more important so that'll at least keep them a few moments of happiness together I, I definitely do see like the new republic struggles to really get their military to get their organization going this episode could just end with the shadow council some of them just seceding immediately like being like, we'll handle it ourselves, Thrawn, or some of them 
getting the message like Palpatine-esque like in Battlefront 2 with his little droid messengers and then be like oh no we're at your service we're ready and we get to see maybe some quick montages of like the stuff that they've already prepared the stuff that are already surrounding him if the Chiss are and like unwilling to help out maybe he's going to enter negotiations with a better grasp of his own imperial might again to show like hey I'm going to do this for good reasons they don't know that but I'm also trying to intimidate you. I could, I could see totally Thrawn again, cult leader, trying to make an impression on everyone in a different way. I would definitely, though, like to end with the New Republic stuff now that I think about it. Because I, I think as much as the Soka's mysticism works for me, and that could still be the final shot, I think the core chunk of that ending would be incredible to see like Hera and the heroes be like, okay, well now we have to like root out some of the issues, like root out some of the people who have always been undermining us, right? Maybe chasing after... Gideon's undercover lackey and other like-minded people that could become more of their plot and maybe bring them into Mando if they really want to re-elevate that show and make it more adventure Yeah, I could see all those things. <laughs> the show could have a lot of dangling threads and then address none of them. But I, I would think the New Republic and Ahsoka stuff are like the priority for other shows and other continuations into the New Republic film. Right, I agree. And I think the tags here... Skeleton Crew is going to be the one that is coming next. It's the next Star Wars show to come out. So I think there's going to be some kind of direct plot thread here with maybe a side character or something Thrawn has set up to do. Maybe it's even like Captain Enoch or somebody who's doing a job that could play into what happens in the actual events of Skeleton Crew so people can realize they're all connected. Because that show has not been marketed at all. I think they're going to heavily lean on, since it's all new original characters from what we're hearing for the most part, they're going to heavily lean on imagery from the Mandalorian and Ahsoka to be like, this is the time period, this is the world that we're living in. So something to do with that. I do think the last appearance of Thrawn, even if he does make his grand speech to the New Republic, I would love to see it actually be with the Shadow Council and get our first real look at him being like, you guys thought I wasn't coming back. You've had all your own little plans. Well, now I'm here and you're either going to join me or perish at the hands of of my fleet because I'm not letting any loose ends come here. I think as we get closer and closer to the, the Chiss stuff, like I'd love to see the Chiss show up in the show at some point. I could see this really following the Legends pathway of Chiss don't really show up until maybe towards the end of the film. Maybe they show up as a last ditch thing for Thrawn to do when he is losing in his long scale war. I think my head, I've always kind of gone towards heir of the empire. The Thrawn trilogy takes place over about a year. And in my head, I've always thought this was a smaller conflict like that, but I do like the idea of this being a full scale one, two, three, five year war even we could build even off the back of that how Luke's Jedi Academy and the Jedi Academy trilogy doesn't even start until post-Thrawn trilogy. It's kind of because the galaxy needs heroes like the Jedi that the Republic is kind of pushing him to be like, hey, let's start the new Jedi Order. And there could be a tie-in here post this whole thing where it's like Luke's right now, he's slowly in his own pace trying to build up what he wants his Jedi Academy to be. Maybe some of the consequences of this whole entire era are like the new the Republic is like, we need Jedi, Luke, you have to go in. And he gets in over his head before he really can handle the weight of being the Grandmaster of an entire order. Stuff like that I could see all built out of this. But I think in general, we, we do focus on that. Ahsoka will be the last shot. Like her, whatever her plot line is, that will be the final thing we do get to. 
It's just a matter of what that is, whether she's with Balin, whether she's following Thrawn with Thrawn, all of that is up in the air. <laughs> and it could be really interesting. Uh, another random thought I've had about Va- Eli Vanto too, is like, see, we haven't seen him in so long. Could we ever get to see him do, if we do get to see him in this show at a tag here, could we build him up as maybe like a, almost a, a reverse jagged fell in a way to where he plays a big role in new jedi order there's so many things that we could do here i tend to lean safer because in general that makes you get less disappointed if you want all these cameos but i think we're in for an epic finale one that has a lot of action a lot of cool hanging plot threads wraps up the main journeys that we've been on throughout this show and overall gives us a very exciting future here for a whole variety of new republic era star wars stories that's going to wrap up our final predictions and speculation for ahsoka thank you so much for watching again make sure you like comment your theories down below we will respond to your comments subscribe if you are new and just finding us for the first time tune into that live next week check out all of the other content we have on star wars lads we have a ton of stuff here you're gonna want to stick around even post ahsoka on this channel thank you so much for watching and we will see you all next time